0: Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks.
1: And Welcome, this is Dr. Geneva, and I'm glad you're with us as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. The purpose of this show is to learn from and be inspired by leaders and their stories about why and how they do what they do. You know, there's this African proverb that's one of my favorites that says, Leadership is Best Taught by Leaders. So this show features conversations with leaders from around the world who are CEOs of corporations, presidents of nonprofits, Mm -hmm. and chief of everything entrepreneurs who are leading their market, their organization, and making an impact on their communities. This show will ignite your soul and have you look at life and leadership through an entirely different prism. You'll uncover secrets and practical skills to take you to the next level. So listen to these real-life stories that will teach and inspire you to make a difference in yourself, at work, and in your community. So I want to ask you, what do you do if you're uh, training, let's say for – Something athletic, perhaps a swim competition, or maybe a, a a run, a marathon run, or maybe just a walk, a walk for cancer, or something that you're training for and you're inspiring, you're trying to aspire to be your best. Well, to compete, you're going to want to be in peak performance, and that's what we're going to talk about today because I have with me. The peak performance (laughs) expert, Del Toro McNeil. And he's ranked as one of the best motivational speakers in the world. However, he doesn't really consider himself to be that, although he has that certified speaker's designation and in fact was one of the youngest in the world to earn that designation. However, because of his personal passion, that is to help organizations and individuals perform at their best, he considers himself to be, and so do many others, a peak performance expert. So, you know, we really want to hear about that because all of us <laughs> want to be at their best. His list Absolutely. of corporate clients include Johnson & Johnson, New York Life, J.P. Morgan Chase, Prudential, State Farm, and the prestigious Million Dollar Roundtable where he was the keynote speaker just this past June to over 10,000 professionals from 80 different countries. Now, you know we've got the peak performance expert with us. He has a master's degree in human performance enhancement, and he's the author of six books, and over a dozen professional development and personal growth courses. And this year, we're going to hear more about that. He's going to debut his inaugural Anointed for Business Conference, Let Your Light So Shine. So without further (laughs) ado, I just need to bring to our listening audience the peak performance expert, Delatoro McNeil. Welcome. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Dr. Geneva. I'm so excited to be with you today. We're going to have a powerful, powerful time.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm just so delighted to be with you. I've read all about you and and just thought that you'd be the perfect person to really uh, talk about peak performance and what does it mean, not only in your work life, but in your everyday life. But first, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Can you tell us what got you started in becoming the peak performance
2: expert? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for the wonderful honor and the privilege of this incredible opportunity. I also want to thank uh, one of my dear friends, uh, uh, Pam Perry, for the wonderful opportunity to connect us both together in this way. I love her dearly. She's a remarkable, remarkable businesswoman, and she is anointed for business as well. In fact, she's going to be speaking at at our Anointed for Business conference, so we're really excited about having her. Uh, But you know what's amazing to me is uh, my my story of peak performance really began um, young in life. You know, I, I, I had some academic challenges early on I was raised by two great parents my mom was an English teacher and a Sunday school teacher my father was uh, a paralyzed veteran my father uh, shot was shot never back twice fighting for you and I in the Vietnam War left on the battlefield for dead and uh, my dad was able to um, uh, somehow get himself out of that room full of 600 dead soldiers crawling on his belly to let people know that he was alive and my father was able to take this uh, uh, take this this massive challenge of being uh, uh, paralyzed, and he could have sat back on a government check his whole life, but he decided that he was going to one day lead the same organization that rehabilitated him. And my dad became the national director of the Paralyzed Veterans Association of America. Now, um, mm-hmm. so I was raised, by, my, my, so I was raised mm-hmm. by two parents. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I was raised by two parents who weren't entrepreneurs, but they taught me work ethic at a young age. Um, I, uh-huh. In sixth grade, I was, labeled, I was labeled an at-risk youth in the sixth grade because while my parents uh, taught me great lessons, they got divorced when I was very, very young. So I longed for a relationship with my dad that really kind of wasn't there. And so I was acting out in school a little bit. And so I had my first um, African-American teacher. Her name was Ms. Diane Williams. The first day of class of sixth grade, she said, you're not a youth at risk, you're a youth at promise. And she began to teach me about potential and she began to teach me about what it means to perform at my best. And um and she said, Listen, I'm not gonna let you settle for anything less than the best. If you know new addition, if you know boys and men, you can learn these presidents. You can learn these <laughs> uh-huh. you can
0: you can uh-huh. you can
2: learn what you gotta learn. So So she really pushed me to really be at my best. And so uh, she got me involved in television and she got me involved in the morning show at school and she got me involved in all these things that would help me to grow and stretch and expand and take it to that next level. And so now what's powerful is from the sixth grade on, I didn't have any any more academic challenges. I began to perform well. I went to Florida State University. I got my bachelor's and master's degrees, two degrees in five years with a 4.0 and no debt. And I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. I come out of college, and I start working in corporate America, but then that's where things shifted for me because I thought I was going to work in corporate for like 10 years and slowly transition in my, in my mid-30s. I was going to slowly transition into speaking, but that's not what God's plan was for my life. So my corporate career lasted one year. I was in corporate America for one year, then I got laid off and went from $50,000 a year to nothing in one day. And during that time, I had to make one of the most profound decisions a person could ever make. Am I going to pursue my destiny or am I going to pursue the almighty dollar? And I made this decision that my destiny was worth pursuing to the fullest. And so I decided to pursue my dream. And as a result of pursuing my dream, guess what? I was able to pursue my dream and pursue dollars at the same time. One of the things that I believe is significant mm. is that we, we should make a difference. And everybody who's listening, please write this down. God's called you to make a difference and a dollar simultaneously. I'm going to say that again. He's called you to make a difference and a dollar simultaneously. And the reason why I say that is because it's important that you understand something. Poverty is selfish because when you're broke, the only needs that you can focus on are your own. I'm going to say that again. Mm-hmm. Poverty is selfish yeah. because when you're broke, the only needs you can focus on are your own. So it's, it's vitally important that we understand that God wants us to be able to have enough so that we can be blessed to be a blessing, right? So, uh-huh. so, so, so so, we can't be a blessing to others if we don't have enough to take care of our household and take care of others, right? That's why scripture reminds us that a good man, a good woman, right, leaves an inheritance to their children and their children's children. We've got to be able to go out there and make an impact in such a way that other people can feel it long after we've come and gone. So that's a little bit about my story. I I, 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 mm-hmm. I, 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 had, I had one year in corporate America and left there, and I decided to pursue my dream of becoming a speaker I worked at the University of South Florida for two years, and on nights, weekends, and lunch breaks, I'm going to say it again, nights, weekends, and lunch breaks, I, I worked on my dream until my dream was big enough to where it could support me. And in 2003, I went full-time as a speaker, and I've been full-time ever since. Hmm. So
1: so tell me, you know, this this whole idea of – Dream and dream, destiny and dollars, and then really not being mutually exclusive. You know, right? You know, clearly, they're they're connected. They're interrelated.
2: Tell us yes. a little
1: bit more about this destiny dream. When did you realize your destiny? We talk a lot about purpose too. So, right? So when you say right. destiny, I, I really I really hearing you talk about purpose when did you come to realize what your purpose was
2: see one of the things for me that i re- i realized that that there was a special assignment on my life very early at a very early age cuz again my, i was am uh, you know i'm a medical impossibility doctors told my dad because of his injury he wouldn't be able to have kids doctors told my mom that because her birth canal was too narrow she wouldn't be able to have children so i kind of had two strikes co- going against me coming into this thing called life but I'm so grateful uh-huh. for the principle of purpose, mm-hmm. and I believe that purpose precedes man's plans. And so I've been mm-hmm. very, very diligent about being clear about the fact that okay, I'm here for a reason. You also can't grow up as a black child with a name like Delatoro Toro and not realize that you're special. <laughs>
1: yes. <Yeah. laughs> how how of, did Tor- <laughs> How did that name Del Toro come come about? What's
2: so I'm not to my dad, dad, but my but my dad got his name. My dad got the name from a Vietnamese guy that saved his father's life because my, my grandfather was oh. also in the military. So a Vietnamese gentleman uh-huh. uh, saved my grandfather's life. When my grandfather had my dad, he named him after that guy. So that guy's name was Del Toro. By the time the name got back to the States, it was De La Toro. So then uh-huh. when my dad got wounded in the military. So it's like this name has been passed down. of of someone who's a warrior, an overcomer, an achiever, a gladiator. And so that's Uh that's kind of where the name came from. But uh, so I realized at an early age that I had a a purpose and a special assignment on my life. And I really truly believe that now. But now watch this. I I really did not believe that I was supposed to be um, a pastor of a church. That really was not what I felt like he was telling me to do. But I was drawn to people who could speak. I was drawn to oratory. I was drawn to quote books. I was drawn to... Positive information and good personal professional mm-hmm. development books; those resonated with me as a young kid, and so um, I began to start studying Tony Robbins and Les Brown and and Doctor Willie uh-huh. really Jolly and, and 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 Zig Ziglar. All these people, I was I was reading their books when I was thirteen, twelve, ten, fifteen years old, and 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 um and I got my first job when I was fourteen. And and to be honest with you, before I became a speaker and before I knew I wanted to be a speaker, I really wanted to be a member of Boys to Men. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, so you wanted to be because a singer? I, well, can you sing? I, I, so, well, well, can you the, sing? The thing is, I'm I'm a bass singer. I'm a bass singer. So I sing all the low uh-huh. stuff, right? All the doo-wop okay. stuff. So I was, so I was okay. a bass singer in groups. And so I had three, I had two singing groups: me and three white dudes, me and three black dudes. I thought one of the two ethnic groups would make it. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so, so. So one of the things that I encourage people to do, Doctor Geneva, all the time, I say go back and look at what you wanted to be when you were a kid, before you uh-huh. got conditioned, before you stopped believing in yourself, before you you've had so many letdowns, before you've uh, married the wrong person, before you had kids, before before life hit you with all the stuff that it's hit you with, back when you were a kid, what did you want to become and why? Now going back to the boys to men thing, so I wanted to be a member of boys to men. Why? Because I loved the fact that they created harmony. I love the fact that the harmony that they created made people stop in their tracks and pay attention. I love the fact that they could say something on stage that would impact people's lives. I love the fact that they they were not ashamed of the fact that they loved the Lord. They would always acknowledge their parents and they would, and they would acknowledge God. And so those things, uh-huh. they dressed well, they carried themselves mm-hmm. well. And so all yeah. those things resonated with me, right? So I was like, those, those mm-hmm. are my cats. Now, I wasn't ultimately meant to be a, 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 a Grammy Award-winning like singing group member, but all those things that I loved about them are things that I still enjoy being a speaker, traveling the world. I travel all over the world. I'm impacting audiences. I'm creating harmony. Come on, somebody. And yes, I'm using yes, my gifts yes. and talents to the fullest, and that's really what it's all about. And so, what I want to, inc- I encourage people all the time: figure out what you wanted to be when you were little, because you wanted to be that for a reason. And I believe so. Oftentimes, we get discounted when we're in our youth and told that we aren't going to be much. We we can't amount to much of anything. We can't have this. We can't have that. But if you go back to that early stage, because the enemy tries to tries to tries to discount us early so that, that way we don't go after what we're really meant to go after in life. Einstein was told that he, wouldn't, he wasn't educated when he was young. They told Walt Disney um, that he had no creativity after he was fired from two jobs. But at the end of the day, all of our kids go to his big giant mouse every summer, right? At the end of the day, most people who are great, they told Dr. Farrar Gray when he was young that he wouldn't amount to much of anything, and he became the first African-American millionaire, uh, young black millionaire. So many people are discounted in their use, right? But at the end of the day, I really believe that all of us, when we're younger, have an assignment Mm -hmm. in our life, and we still have that same assignment to this day. And it's a matter of getting – and I love what you said earlier, Dr. Geneva. we got to take these concepts of destiny, purpose, potential. Let me break it down. Let me me break it really – let me make it very concrete. You need to do what you love and get paid for it. That's it. Yes. Do what you love Mm -hmm. and get paid for it. I believe that God wants you on this earth to do what you love and do what you enjoy and get paid for it. Now, God gave you the thing that you enjoy because whatever you enjoy doing, he gave, he put those desires in your heart, and he put inside of you gifts and talents. I say this all the time, Dr. Geneva. Don't spend a lot of time trying to get good at something that you're not good at. Why? Because you need to soar with your strength and staff your weakness employ people to do the stuff that you're not good. If you're not good at social media, don't try to become amazing at social media. Focus on what you're good at and hire people to run That's your right. social media. Come on, somebody. with If you want to be a peak performer, peak performers know what their gift is. At the end of the day, you don't ask Usain Bolt to go swimming. Why? His gift is on the track field. You don't ask Gabby Douglas to throw the javelin. Why? That's not her gift. Every one of us have yes. a gift, and we all have an environment where that gift flourishes. If you want to be a peak performer, know what your gift is and know where the environment is that that gift flourishes. Some people know their gift, but they're not in the right environment. Some people got the environment, but they haven't figured out the gift. hmm <laughs> This is the Dr. Genova <laughs> Speak show,
1: and my guest today is Delatoro McNeil, the peak performance expert, and you can find out more about him and all the good stuff he has for you at www.anointedforbusiness.com. Del Toro, so we've been talking about this whole idea of know your gift, uh, be aware of your gift. Uh, So how does knowing your gift relate to having or being at your peak performance? How do the two mix and match and how do you get
2: to peak performance fantastic question um so the first thing is you will only be a peak performer in the thing that you were ultimately assigned to do from the beginning um i love something that einstein says einstein says that all of us have genius within us but if a fish was to adjudge his genius based mm-hmm. on his ability to climb a tree he would think he's stupid. You don't see a fish's genius until you put it in water, right? You don't see you don't see you don't see you don't see a monkey's genius until you see it climbing through trees, right? So at the end of the day, all of us as human beings, if if God made these animals so amazing, how much far greater did he make us? Every single one of us have a primary gift, a dominant gift, a dominant talent that he put inside of us to help leave this world better than the way we found it. Okay, Now, here's the disconnect. So many times, we don't spend the amount of time that we need really discovering what that gift is. So how does peak performance connect to your life assignment? At the end of the day, yes. he, gave you a, he gave you a gift to solve okay. a problem in this world. Okay, So he gave you a mm-hmm. gift, and he put a problem on this earth at the same time. It's your job to discover the gift, get really good at performing your gift to help mm-hmm. people solve their problems. As you get good at performing the gift, that's peak performance. Peak performance is how you show up as a dad. Peak performance is how you show up as a mom. Peak performance is how you show up as a neighbor. Peak performance is how you show up as a member of your church. Peak performance is how you show up at work. Peak performance is how you show up in your community. It's how you do what you do. And at the end of the day, I believe that since God gave us His best. Come on, we just came out of Resurrection Sunday. We just came out of Easter. If God gave us His best, we should be willing to give our best. Yes. Peak so, performance is simply so because, the commitment and the dedication for you to bring your best.
1: Okay, so bringing your best, bring it all. You know, you, you, it, there's a lot of emphasis <laughs> on knowing your gift, knowing yes. your purpose. Yes. Is there a secret way, um, or what, would, what, what have you found to be the secret successor, success turner to finding your gift? Is there, you know, discovering it? Is there one special thing you can do to find out what your gift is?
2: Yes. I believe that each and every single one of us must go on a journey of discovery. We must go on a journey of discovery to discover because your purpose and your primary gifts are not something that you just decide. There's something that you discover. And so one of the things that I like to do is I like to ask people a series of questions. One of the questions that I like to ask, and I'll just ask a couple on the show right now so everybody who's listening can enjoy this, is one question I like to ask all the time is, if every occupation in the world paid the same money, what would you do every single day to be fulfilled? If every, and if the doctor if the politician, if the chiropractor, if the entrepreneur, if the trash collector, right, if the pool man, if everybody made the exact same money, so you didn't pick your occupation or your career based upon what socioeconomic status it would give you, what would you Uh do every day to feel fulfilled? And most Mm -hmm. people say that they would do something very different than what they're doing right now, which means you chose what you chose for money, not for meaning. Mhm
1: mhm That's that's a good one. Now that's a good now that's a great question to
2: ask yourself. What is what is your answer to that question? So so the, the for me that is my answer. I'm living out my answer. I it it, it no matter what it is, I'm doing exactly what I want to do. I'm, I'm uh-huh. every day I, I wake up. I get a chance to be in front of groups and audiences. I get a chance to impact mm-hmm. the lives of people. I get a chance to touch people. And, and because I know that I'm anointed for business, I know that I'm anointed for the business community. I'm a marketplace guy. I volunteer yep. at my church, I serve at my church, but I've never been paid by a church to to work inside of a church structure because I'm a marketplace person. So I created the Anointed for Business conference to bring marketplace business people together, and they can learn all about it by going to anointed4business.com, the and they can learn all about the conference. It's coming up May 5th through the 7th here in Dallas, Texas. But it's going to be a remarkable, remarkable time, and one of the amazing things is I'm excited about helping people get crystal clear about what their assignment is because most people don't know. And when purpose is unknown, as Dr. Miles Monroe would say, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know what your purpose is, if you don't know the purpose of an iPad, you'll bring it home and use it to prop up a or prop open a window. You'll use it to you'll yes. use it to you 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 if you don't know the purpose of an iPad, when you finish cooking a meal, you'll put the iPad on the table and put that hot pot on an iPad so that it doesn't touch the table. If you don't know the purpose of an iPad, come on, somebody, you, 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 you'll put the iPad, you'll take the iPad in the shower and ruin it. If you don't know the purpose of an iPad, you, 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 you'll put it up against the wheels of your car so that your car doesn't roll back out of the driveway. Where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable, and many of us do that very thing. We have this priceless iPad called Dream gifts, talents, abilities, and skills, and we take this iPad, and we pick jobs and careers that have nothing to do with our life assignment, and we're iPads propping open windows. Mm-hmm. Today, my <laughs> guest is
1: Delatoro McNeil, who's the peak performance expert here on mm-hmm. Dr. Geneva Speaks, and who you can reach and find out more about at www.anointed4business.com. Um, you know, you mentioned your conference, I think that's, what, May 5th through 7th? Tell us a little yes. bit more about that conference, Let Your Light So Shine, is the name of it, yes. right? Yes,
2: yes. Yeah, yes, so the name of the conference is Anointed for Business, and this year's theme is Let Your Light So so shine, and it, it, it's a two-and-a-half-day marketplace ministry impartation experience, and it's happening at the Doubletree Dallas Love Field right off of Mockingbird. It's going to be an incredible, incredible conference, and I've got some of the best and brightest minds in faith and business. These are marketplace people who are killing it as entrepreneurs, as Corporate executives, as 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 I mean, we've got Hollywood filmmakers coming. We've got people who have owned, um, you know, commercial real estate and then hotels, and and we've got people who are doing life coaching, people who are doing publishing. We've got people from every sector of business and life: finances, sales, marketing, leadership, community, internet marketing, healthcare, social media, uh, people making an impact in the youth community, people who are doing franchising, and these are all faith-based business owners who are coming together. To learn from each other, mm-hmm. to glean from each other, to, sh- to share with each other the best practices on how to be anointed for the marketplace and how to do four things. We want to we do four things over two and a half days. We want to help people crystallize their God assignment. In other words, we want to help them get crystal clear about what God's called them to do. We want to help them maximize their God assignment. We want to help them do their God assignment to the fullest. We want to help them monetize their God assignment because we want them to connect profit. We want them to connect revenue and income to what God's called them to do because the truth is so many times I've seen people who are gifted. They're talented, but guess what? They don't know how to make money with their gift. They don't know how to, how, how to put profit alongside their passion. So they struggle financially, and I'm sure you know people just like that too who love God, who tithe, who give to the church, who do all this great stuff, but they're broke. They're constantly struggling financially, and I'm not saying if you've got to be rich and drive a Bentley, but what I'm saying is you, shouldn't, you should not have to struggle every month to pay bills. I believe there's a better way, and a part of that better way is doing what God's called you to do and doing it with a level of accuracy and doing it with a level of excellence that people want to pay you to do it. So that's the third part. We want to help people monetize their God assignment, and then we want to help people evangelize their God assignment, which means we want to help people get comfortable with letting their light shine in such a way that they don't have to be preachy. You ain't got to be a Bible thumper and hitting people upside the head with the word, but there is there is a an engaging, a charismatic, there is a, 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 a personality uh fun way to to let people know that you are saved and that you love the Lord, and people will see that. They will cherish who you are and what you're about, and they'll want to learn more about the gospel because of your life. Scripture says, let our light so shine before man that they'll see what we're doing and give him all the credit for it. Mm
1: -hmm. So this sounds like a fantastic, fantastic, (laughs) awesome (laughs) conference. May 5th through the 7th in texas and so again if any of our listening audience wants to learn more about it go to www.anointedforbusiness.com and delatoro has so much information on his website you can sign up and and learn how to let your light so shine you know yes uh, one of the things that I, i like to talk about and, and so we just have a f- couple more minutes before we close uh no Corral, but I wanted to ask you about legacy. You know, I think it's yes. also important for leaders to always be thinking about what they want to leave. Uh what they want yes. to leave for the next generation. What yes. what do you want your leadership legacy to be?
2: I want my leadership legacy to be in several folds. I want my daughters—I have two daughters, Miracle and Hope—and I want my daughters to to walk in the power of the McNeil name. That when they walk and they say, "I'm Miracle McNeil," "I'm Hope McNeil," that people say, "Oh, wow, you're you're the daughters of that amazing motivational speaker who changed this world, left this world better than the way he found it." I want people to I want I want people to to look at my my daughters and I want them to have a better life because. Uh, I was able to blaze the trail for them. My leadership legacy is also one where I want to make a difference in the lives of other people. So here's not only am I a speaker and I've spoken all over the world, but I've literally trained over 300 aspiring speakers, authors, and coaches because I'm believing in leaving my legacy while I'm alive. So there were a lot of people who are in business now as speakers, authors, and coaches because I've trained them, I've mentored them, I've coached them, I've poured my greatness into them, and I believe that true success without a successor is failure. I'm gonna say that again: success without a successor is failure. I didn't wait till, till mm-hmm. I got into the multi-million dollar mansions before I started coaching speakers and helping them to get into the industry. I started mm-hmm. when I was in an apartment. I started when I was, when I was, when I was uh, uh, duplicating my own CDs out of my own computer. Come on, somebody. Uh, back, back when I was putting stuff on my own, yeah. labeling my own material. You know what I'm saying? Self-publishing books, long yeah. before I ever got book deals. Way back in the beginning, I was developing other people, and I think that's what's important. The question mm-hmm. is, not have you achieved, but have you helped enough other people achieve?
1: Mm. -hmm. So you were doing your legacy thing as you were starting on your leadership journey and and that's why absolutely I I just think, you know, so much has so much great things have come to you because of it. Well, Della Toro McNeil, thank you so much for being that peak performance expert and sharing the why and how of what you do and your story and I just so much appreciate you for spending some time here on the Dr. Geneva Speaks show
2: Talk thank you so this. much thanks
0: for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks Dr. Geneva Williams an expert facilitator and leadership coach lecturer and keynote speaker for more information on Dr. Geneva visit her online at www. DrGenevaspeaks.com. That's Dr.